Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Book Journeys Radio, where we speak to accomplished authors who've gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book and ready to make a difference in the world. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Debbie Lazinski, and she is a life and weight coach, um, and her book is titled No Time to Lose, and I'm going to let her tell you all about it because it is an incredible journey that brought Debbie uh, to us and now as an author. So welcome, Debbie. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Jen. It's just a pleasure to be here and to share my story with your listeners. Um, Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's just great. And I can give you a little bit of background as to what um, brought me to wanting to write a book, and then we can take it from there if you want. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, let's let everybody know. You know, wh- why why did you even write in the first place? I was three hundred and fifteen pounds at fifty four years old when my doctor told me I wasn't going to live to see sixty if I didn't have um, gastric bypass surgery. And wow. I decided, yeah, it was pretty scary. But I decided I didn't want to have the surgery. I decided that I wanted to do it the old-fashioned way, my way, um, because I, I didn't want to have to live with the lifestyle that came after the surgery. And so right. I decided to really focus my attention the way I focused my attention on my job. I, was, I had a very successful, busy career. I was really good at my job and what I did. And I decided to use those same skills on managing my lifestyle and my weight. Wow. So what was your business before you – were you uh, as an active life coach then? No. I was an executive in a large retail company, and I was the director of marketing and advertising. <laughs> wow. How do those skills translate into weight loss skills? Well, it requires a focus on details, um, information gathering, making judgments, on the fly, uh, being flexible, being committed to a deadline and a goal. It's the thing that every busy executive woman knows how to do already. You're right. But we never apply it to ourselves. We never look at our lifestyle as a project. It just kind of happens to us. Wow. So you started applying these principles to your lifestyle And then what happened? Well, the first thing I did was I set a goal for myself. And in the beginning, it was really simple. I just wanted to live. Yeah. And when the doctor tells you basically you have five years to live, and it's not because (laughs) of some incurable disease, it's because of a situation I created myself. Right. I knew that I just had to face the facts and get real. And just like in a business scenario... When you have something that goes wrong, you look to make course corrections. And you don't do it overnight. 
You take careful, measured steps. And that's exactly what I did. I'm covered in goosebumps right now because I, I think what you're saying is so, it sounds so simple, Debbie, but it's not that easy to apply to our lifestyle, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's why when I figured it out for myself, I, I knew nothing. I was an advertising executive. It took me <laughs> six weeks to lose the first pound. Six weeks to lose the first pound. And I was going the to first the first one pound? Five days a week. One pound. Wow. But I, I promised myself I was not going to give up until I found a solution. When, when, when my boss handed me my paycheck, it wasn't to sort of find an answer. It was to come up with answers to the problem. And I had yeah. no option to quit or to bail out. So why would I do that on myself, especially when I had mm. a life sentence hanging over my head? Mm-hmm. And, and so when getting your lifestyle under control becomes your major focus, everything else gets really clear and simple. And that's why I had to write the book. Because once I figured it out for myself, I realized a couple of things. It's easier said than done. <laughs> Right. But once you figure it out and you can adopt things that you can live with long term, it just becomes your new lifestyle. And so I'm not on a diet. This is how I eat now in order to reach my goal, and that goal was to live. So forget about the word diet. There's no such thing as a diet. Forget about restricting and, and punishing yourself for the mistakes that you made. Figure out what your body needs to thrive right now and start working toward that, and everything else gets very clear. This is such an important topic right now, particularly in the United States when obesity is is reaching sort of an all-time high. And what I hear you saying is that we all have within us already the skills to lead a healthier lifestyle. We're just not employing them. Yes, correct. Or maybe we're a little misguided by the trends and the fads that the media, you know, puts out in front of us. Or maybe, you know, your friend did something some way and was successful, so why doesn't it work for me? There's so many reasons and obstacles that we we put in our way. But, but my favorite analogy is when my client finally gets it and they realize they're like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. You know, you just click your heels together because you've got the power inside you to do this. We have to harness it and focus it, and you can get there. Wow, that's amazing. So how much weight did you end up losing, and how long did it take you? I lost, once I figured it out, after that first six weeks of total frustration, <laughs> I got right. on a, a right, it was horrible. Um I lost 185 pounds in 18 months, and I've kept it off now since 2010. August 2010, I lost my last pound. Wow. I I wish we had video right now because if you had seen my face, I'm picking my jaw up off the floor. That is phenomenal, Debbie. And to, to top it off, you've saved your life, right? I saved my life. I got off of the blood pressure medicine and the water pills, and I'm I'm no longer pre-diabetic. My cholesterol is fine. Um, If you want to take a look at a before picture, Google People Magazine, January 2014, half my size. Okay. featured in that issue, 
and you can see before and current. Wow. How exciting to be picked up by people and then having a feature article on you. It was a fairy tale. It was wonderful. <laughs> How did that come about? Because that was before you wrote the book, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, what happened was once I realized that I needed to share this message with women that, you know, you can do this and it, and it doesn't have to be by drinking nasty stuff or you, know, you can really, <laughs> really do this. And I, I, I had to share it with the world. So first I figured I needed the, the credibility, the credentials. So I became a personal trainer with the American Council mm-hmm. on Exercise. And nice. then I became a health coach so I could teach nutrition education to people. And Makes sense. in the course of my business, um, I guess the PR firm for People Magazine had reached out to the American Council on Exercise. And they sent a notice out to all of their trainers asking, do you know anyone who's lost more than half their body weight to <laughs> diet and exercise? Wow. And I said, well, I did. And that's how <laughs> it started. Wow. I mean, what a wonderful sort of series of events that all just happened from that one doctor's appointment for you. <laughs> right. And And if I hadn't made the decision to educate myself and then – try to teach people what I had learned, People Magazine never would have found me. Right. Right. It, so it, it's almost it's like it's, you created this this new universe for yourself by just exactly. making that decision on your exactly. own. I love that. It, I mean, what other aspects of your life have changed? You you lost weight. You have a new job. Did anything else change in your life? <laughs> Well, after the um, the personal training and the health coach certification, then I decided to become a life coach um, with a weight loss specialty. So I took that all that training on and um, <laughs> obviously wrote the book, which is going to be in bookstores uh, um, actually January 2nd, 2018, which oh, is exactly exciting. nine years to the day that I started my weight loss. My book will be in bookstores. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really, really cool. But but you know what's really nice? You, you asked about if anything else had changed. Right. I, um, I started keeping note of the things that I didn't need to think about anymore after mm. I lost the weight. What I teach my clients all the time is that carrying around this extra weight takes so much mental energy right. because you're constantly running that dialogue through your head like, is that seatbelt going to fit me? Am I going to fit in that theater seat? Um, is there going to be something here big enough that will that will fit me? Do I have to buy it in every color in order to have more than one blouse to wear to work? Wow. All of that stuff goes away. And I started keeping a list of the things I no longer need to think about. Is that chair going to hold me? Because I, I collapsed a chair at my brother's house when I was having dinner. Oh, goodness. And, I used to fly without my seatbelt on because I was too embarrassed to ask for a seatbelt extender. Wow. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to risk my life like that. I don't need to, you know, edit that internal dialogue or spend any time or energy worrying about how to protect myself from ridicule. That's gone. Right, right. And that frees me to teach other women how to do this. And then mm. they go on to start a business and get a promotion and, you know, leave an abusive <laughs> relationship or cook for their family. And, and so it's like this pebble in a pond. And, and mm. the ripple effects of that moment 
where clarity came to me and I decided I wanted to live, you know, I went all in on living. And and like I said, once you get clear, the decisions are easy. Wow. That's, you know, and you're you're so right. You just have to make that first decision, right, Debbie? That that very first one, and then everything that follows is almost a reward for making that first call. Right, and and even before you make that decision, I think you have to realize that you're worth it. Oh yes, yes. I think you're exactly right. That's such a another big topic, you know, that we are worthy of ourselves and our lives and what we want to produce and make on a daily basis. Exactly. And so and, and you had that- already kind of started on this path. You know, you you decided to lose the weight. You lost a tremendous amount of weight. You changed your career. What what brought you to writing a book about it? You were already living it. Why did you need a book? Well, my mission, when I got to about 60 pounds off, which was about six months into it, was mm-hmm. to share this message with every other woman that found herself in my position. And mm. I wanted to find an, an effective way to communicate. Now, remember, I was in marketing and advertising. I used right. to sit at my desk in New York, write a radio script, send it over to the radio stations, and then within minutes, millions of people would hear the words that I wrote on a piece of paper. Wow. For my company <laughs> to drive sales, right? That's what I did. That's right. how I got paid. Right. So I got that skill, you know? I was like, wait a second. My message is so much more important than the price of toothpaste, which is what I was promoting. <laughs> I need to find a way to shout this from the highest mountain. And 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 so that's what brought me to writing a book. Was it harder though to write this book than to write marketing materials? Because this is a really personal journey, and I imagine it wasn't all, you know, roses. It it wasn't. Um, but came to writing the book, it was as if the message was more important than my personal ego. Wow. I I had to get out of the way of the message, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it makes complete sense to me because I also wrote a very personal book. But to anybody listening, what do you mean when you say you had to get out of the way of your message? What do, what does that look like? Well, to me, it 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 it, it involved taking a non judgmental view of what came before and the lessons mm. that I learned, and putting it out there so that people could somehow relate to it and draw their own conclusions and and find their own inspiration in it. It right. wasn't a time for me to, fe- to feel sorry for myself or beat myself up or apologize. I had done that already. I, I was mm-hmm. done with that, and that would not serve my reader. I, mm. I wanted to give my reader the spark of, hope or inspiration that she would need to feel that I am worthy of making this decision to change my life. It's so and, powerful. And I think sometimes as writers, we forget, you know, because a lot of us, like we write for ourselves because we, we find reward in it. But ultimately the hope is that someone will read it and be impacted by our message. And I think it's so important to think 
about things from your reader's perspective, like you just said. Yeah. Nothing thrills me more when I get an email from a reader who says, you know, I felt like you were talking to me or I know you know what it feels like. That is just the biggest reward that I could ever get from um, that moment when my doctor said you're going to die until now. <laughs> it, it, those worlds could not be further apart. Oh, that that's and, – and you're right. The feeling is – it's sort of indescribable knowing that, that you've had that kind of an impact on someone. Yeah, yeah. Especially Did when you, it's right – well, yeah, exactly. No, 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 go ahead. It, it just breaks my heart when I see these really brilliant women, you know, who diminish their brilliance because of the size of the clothing that they wear. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that, that is probably one of the most unfortunate things that, that we can do to ourselves as people, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Were there days when writing the book just felt too hard and you thought you weren't going to finish it? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, would, I would try to force myself, um, bribe myself, trick myself, and nothing would, nothing would flow out of my fingers. <laughs> and I knew this was not the right time. And so I tried everything. And I take a bubble bath. I put fuzzy socks on. It just was not happening. So right. I knew that my brain needed a rest, and I had to honor that. And mm. and I would take myself and then do something physical, like go for a, a walk or a bicycle ride. Just just not use that area of my brain for a little while. And right. when I when I gave it a rest, then I would get these bursts of like, wow, you know, five thousand words just appeared out of nowhere. How did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> and, and and I think the trick really is knowing that to expect that, and yeah. allowing for it, and knowing that the urge to write will return once whatever else is going on is resolved, and give yourself the space to do to do it. That's probably the best piece of advice I've heard in in weeks. Just giving yourself the space to to handle whatever is coming your way, whether it's a crying child or, you know, you're hungry <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. If right. we don't make time for those urges, then we're not going to get things done, like write a book. Right. And when I tried to power through it because I had a deadline, I was I hated it. I, I just I didn't want to do it. What I was writing didn't make any sense. And this is a complete waste of time. Stop it. Just, just yeah. give your brain a rest. Distract yourself a little. Do something different. And um, and you'll be refreshed, and it worked every time for me. It's really hard to give yourself that permission to step away from it, though, when it feels so important to you. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, we were talking before the show started, Debbie, and, and I want to hear more about this, so I'm going to bring it up. But you were telling me that you've developed a program for people who are looking to maybe lose weight, and it doesn't have to be half their body size, right? Oh, absolutely correct. Okay, good. <laughs> but you were telling me it's called the Fresh Approach Program. Can you tell me more about it? Sure. The, the, the letters from the word fresh um, are, are an acronym for the five elements that are really, really critical 
to living a balanced, healthy life. And when, when people approach the thought of weight loss, immediately their brain goes to, I have to eat less or I have to exercise a lot more. And, and yes, we need to talk about food and exercise, but, but we also need to attack the, the three other elements that fall into that acronym. So, of course, first and foremost, it's about food. Are you getting the right amount of food, the right foods at the right times, uh, things that you enjoy, things that fuel your body and, and serve a purpose? So we do spend a lot of time talking about what foods, where to get them, how to cook them. Food is a big part of, of our discussions. R is mm-hmm. for rest. We need, we need our rest. And we can't keep running around until the job is done. We have to take measured breaks for rest. E is obviously for exercise. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's movement that is required. Your body needs to move. But it doesn't mean you have to be a gym rat or commit to, you know, seven days a week, five days a week. If you just do five steps more than you did yesterday, you're making progress. And you keep doing that day after day, and by compound interest, you'll get to where you want to go. So wow. just just turning your thought on exercise from something that, oh, I don't do, I never do that, to I'll just do five more steps than I did yesterday. Now I'm exercising. So that seems me. so doable, too. <laughs> right? That's all that's right. all I wanted baby steps. That's I like that. Me. Right? I, I'm sorry. S is for stress. We need to learn to manage our stress. And there's another whole book just waiting. There's many books that have been written about it. But once you understand the source of your stress, um, you, can, you can get a control of it. Um, mm. Stress the body at a disadvantage in terms of digestion when your body is under stress, it, the fight-or-flight response uh, comes into play and non-essential systems shut down. So oh. digestion is not important as running away from whatever's chasing you. Your, your body doesn't understand the difference between a physical attack or the mental stress that you create because, you know, your train is running late. It's, your body, you're under attack, and we need that to That makes so much sense. Right, so your pupils dilate, your your heart starts racing, and your blood rushes to your biggest muscles, which are your glutes and your hamstrings. So you can run, and what shuts down? It's like you have a limited capacity, like your computer. Your digestion shuts down. Maybe your thinking is not so clear, you know, and and so stress will show up in so many different ways. So that's wow. the S in the fresh acronym. And then finally, H for hydration. And it's only at the bottom of the list because that's how you spell the word. But <laughs> hydration is so overlooked when people are trying to um, create this healthy lifestyle because, of course, hydration is important um, for your digestion. But, right. but most of us don't realize how tired you get when you're not hydrated. Mm, wow, yeah. And so this, the natural inclination is, oh, grab a couple of M&Ms or a piece of fruit if you're watching your weight, when maybe all you need is water. <laughs> F-R-E-S-H. It's, it's, it's not a diet. It's a fresh approach to getting your life in balance with food, rest, exercise, stress management, and hydration. Now, do you talk about the fresh approach in your book, or is this – You know, like if people pick up your book, are they going to learn more about the fresh approach? I talk about it in the book, and this is what I teach my clients in in my 10-week program. 
Um, Perfect. Right? We start by getting a baseline of what exactly you're doing, what your habits are. I ask lots of questions, um, do lots of research. And once we figure out what you're currently doing and we decide what your goals are, then we create a strategy for you to reach those goals. And it always involves all those five elements. Okay. And, and not everybody needs all the help in in every aspect. You know, I've got I've got some dedicated exercisers that are not paying attention right. to the other four. You know. Yeah. So I I meet my clients wherever they are on this path, and we just kind of get everything humming in 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 sync. Oh, I love that. I, I love I love that you're the, everything that you've talked about today, Debbie is very much a simple approach to meeting people, you know, where they exist now, whether they're at 315 pounds or, you know, 120 pounds. These are all principles that anyone can apply to lead a healthier life. Yes, yes. You know, it it, it became apparent to me in the very beginning there are certain things that are not going to change. Number one, (laughs) I, I need to eat every day. Right. And I'm going to have to make a decision about what to eat every day. And so as long as I know that that's inevitable, if I can put a little bit of thought into what and how much, you know, that becomes my new lifestyle. I'm never going to stop right. eating. So why would I give up on making a, a better choice? Wow. It's, it's, no. it's mental energy, right? That's, that's yes, that's what we're exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, we are unfortunately drawing to a close. I feel like I could talk to you for hours about this. This is fascinating. So before we close up, I'd like you to let first let everybody know where they can get your book. Where can they pick that up right now? Amazon right now is the only place you can get my book. And so if you go to Amazon.com, it's no time to lose. Uh, Debbie Lazinski. Perfect. And then it will be in bookstores a year from now, right? I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. That's super exciting. So maybe I'll have, we'll have to have you on the show again to talk about what it's like to have your book in bookstores because that just sounds amazing. That's outstanding. That would be great. <laughs> so one last question. If there's someone sitting here listening to us right now and feels like they have a message that they want to share with the world, but they just haven't been able to figure out how to do that. What's one piece of advice you could give them to get them started today? You know, finding Angela Gloria and the author incubator was a stroke of luck and brilliance and genius. (laughs) And, Honestly, that that's what I would say. I would send everyone right to Angela where she will coddle you, um, allay your fears, pull the book out of you literally, and support you <laughs> every step of the way. I, would not, I, I am planning to write more books. I will not do it without her. I, I, I'm just the biggest fan of Angela and the, and the, the process. That she's created, and oh, that it, makes me so happy to hear. And we did not rehearse that answer, anyone. That is that is Debbie's <laughs> true answer. <laughs> Truly, Fantastic. I would tell everyone. I I I, I tell everyone all the time. I never ever could have done it. It was just a it was a wishy washy, ambiguous idea or dream or wish or desire, but actually making it happen did not start and would never have occurred if I hadn't met Angela and. Um, subscribe to the, to the program. Wow. 
Well, I I feel like I sort of have to end on that note because um, it's saying just come find us and get your message out in the world. I love it. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. This was a real thrill talking to you about your journey and your book, and I cannot wait to see what more is in store for you. Thank you so much. It was really, really a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And if you are listening and you think you have a book inside of you, then please reach out. You can find us on the web at theauthorincubator.com, on Facebook, or more importantly, if you're ready to make a big change in your life, look for Debbie Lazinski and her book, No Time to Lose. You can find her on Amazon, and then you can also find her via her website, DebbieLazinski.com. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. I'm excited for another episode next week, and we will talk to each other then. Thank you. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.